This is Get a Load of This Podcast, where we cover topics for truckers and entrepreneurs alike. Our guests are coming straight from the trucking industry and industries that directly influence and impact the truckers and trucking companies. We want to bring tremendous value to today's leaders and entrepreneurs and our future of the trucking industry. The common passion amongst our hosts and our guests is one thing. It's you. It's you, the people that make this country move, the trucking industry. Enough with the introductions. Let's get this load on the road. We are your hosts, Thomas, Cameron, and Ryan. Let's get rolling. All right, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. This is your host, Cameron, owner of Valley Trucking Insurance and co-founder of Get a Load of This Trucking Podcast. Today with me, I've got special guest host Thomas Comstock from Valley Trucking. Thomas, what's happening? Oh, it's good. Good morning, guys. <laughs> it is morning. Uh, and I think Blythe, we've, today we've got uh, an amazing guest and I'm super passionate about this topic, which is marketing. And then she also has some other things that uh, I'm excited with her to share with you about. Um, we have Blythe Brumleave. And Blythe, how are you? Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I, I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys in, inviting me on. It sounds like you guys already have a really good vibe. So uh, excited to be here. Cool. I'm excited. Uh, before we dive in, one of the questions that we ask since we are surrounding the trucking industry and trucking centric is if you had a CB handle, what would your handle name be? I would probably use what's in my uh, my little quick LinkedIn bio. I would probably use Jags Apologist. Perfect. Just because I have a sports background and the team has sucked the life out of me for the last 20 years of existence, except for one year in 2017. So, And I'm guessing that's indi- uh, indicative of your location. You're in Florida. Yes, awesome. uh, born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. I did spend uh, probably the first five, four or five years in my early 20s moving around, um, but severely missed home. So um, all my fa- pretty much all my family is is here in town. So love it. W- wouldn't change it for the world. Cool. I feel your pain. I'm a 49ers fan only because <laughs> I think a product of the 90s and I like them and I just stuck with it. And uh, yeah, it's been rough. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least you guys have a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, right? We're we're just floating into the abyss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Urban Meyer and, and your you know your coach isn't supposed to make the news like our our coach has. <laughs> nope. Yet here we are. No, a lot of coaches are making the news, not in good ways either. So yeah, <laughs> just having a WSU recently. I know. So we're up in uh, Spokane, Washington, or Northwest is where we're located, and our uh, WSU, our college coach, recently stepped down, resigned, fired, forced early retirement because of the vaccine mandate so he didn't believe in it and didn't want to get it to coach wow yeah, i know that's it that's a i mean if i i would give credit to people who have you know i guess power in their convictions that they're ready to walk away yeah. from a job yeah. for it yeah that's to each their own I, <laughs> I would be mad though if i was a fan of that team <laughs> yeah but that's a selfish reason no, right? there's a lot more i guess there's a lot of more uh animosity there with the team. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. So once again, but anyways, here we are. So, um, so I want to dive in. So you are the founder of digital dispatch, which I want you to elaborate on. And then also host of cyberly on freight waves. So I think it's exciting. Do you want to give everyone a 30,000 foot view and then we can run down some rabbit holes and then today's topic in general, which I think is going to be so valuable to trucking companies, freight dispatch, really anyone in general is marketing, whether your personal brand, your company, culture has been a big thing. I mean, there's a bunch of topics and it's all, all totally going to be unscripted. So we'll run wherever it goes. But that that works for me as far as a high level view of, of what my company does. And so I have been in trucking for more than 10 years and I worked for an asset based 3PL uh, for about five years. And at the same time, literally on the on the same day that I started as an executive assistant at that 3PL, um, that's when I also started a sports and entertainment blog. So that's how I got my feet wet um, in the world of, you know, just internet marketing and digital marketing. Because when my boss found out what I was doing on the side, he said, well, why don't you start doing that for us? Um, so literally, trial by fire, um, learn the ins and outs of the industry through marketing. 
Um, and so that led to a role here. Unfortunately, you know, I could go into, I guess, the, you know, the more detailed story, but I'll, I'll save that for later. But it ended up, you know, me becoming a business owner and specializing in, in websites and marketing for the freight industry. Um, I come from a, a family of small business owners. I am a small business. And so for me, it was really important to give other business owners that, that it, I, I'd like to use this phrase of skipping the marketing bullshit. Uh, hopefully I, I, but, but basically just skipping the stuff that, you know, software companies and other marketing agencies have taught us for, you know, the better part of the last decade and skipping straight to the point of what actually works. Um, you don't necessarily need, you know, a $50,000 website, like what some, you know, marketing agencies will teach you. Um, you can get by on the bare minimum, but the foundation of how you set that bare minimum up is what matters the most. Um, so I helped to try to alleviate that that confusion on how to get your website started, how to then develop a marketing plan, how to keep up with that marketing plan, and the challenges of running a business and doing the marketing, because that's where uh, the reality is a lot of businesses can't afford to hire a full-time marketing person, and a lot of businesses can't afford to hire an agency. So how do you get it done? And you get it done through telling the stories from the people that work for your company or have worked with your company. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I would argue that they can't afford not to hire someone too. So you either invest what time or money. And so if you're going to invest the time, take these little tips, these tricks, these tools, just found good foundations on projecting out your brand and identity and everything else. And it will resonate. I mean, um, I, I've taken a lot of time invested into marketing, reading the books, um, you know, all the iconic stuff. And uh, it's only because it fascinates me. But if you're not a specialist in it, it's like take the pieces that you can learn from someone who can teach you like Blythe or whoever and uh, implement those. Otherwise, pay someone. That's kind of what I found. Uh, I, absolutely. If you don't have an expertise, pay somebody <laughs> to, to do it, because especially when it comes to. For for me, for example, a year ago, I paid a lot of money for advertising, um, thinking that I, you know, I would just pay the ad, pay for ads, and then the business would come. Well, it didn't work that way, and it was right. a very expensive lesson to learn. So that's what I like to to take with my with my marketing approach is that I'm in the trenches with you. I'm I'm learning. You can learn from my mistakes, and so I tried to, especially with with the show, you know, Cyberly, um, and then also on my content on the Digital Dispatch website. I try to take that practical approach of this is how you can achieve your goals and in incremental value, so that you it's a Attainable and that you can fit it into your workday when you have a million other things to do and you're wearing a ton of hats, how to make that marketing and that website advice actionable and attainable and affordable. Yep. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head there with goals, right? You got to have a goal and a plan and that would consist, and and this would be kind of your area of XP, so I'll, I'll relinquish this to you. But for me, um, it would consist of like a marketing calendar, Right. Is there a way to utilize whether automation through Zapier or other tools that I can leverage to to just execute things on a regular basis without thinking, you know, reminders that pop up or articles get that get shared that you can drop into a Google spreadsheet or whatever. Um, what's an approach you would take with somebody that's curious about starting their marketing journey? Because I find in, in our arena, we deal mostly with trucking companies. Um and I find a lot of them are just truck drivers that turn business owners, right? Whether an entrepreneur from an investment standpoint or they're just tired of driving for someone else or they want to take control in the reins of their own future. You know, what's some advice that you would give someone that's starting this journey? It's like, hey, let's start here. These are very simple, implementable items that you can take into action right away. One of the the best things that uh, you know, especially like a, a small fleet owner can do, which I think ninety percent of the the fleets in the country are are seven trucks or less. And so, with with that in mind, you're always going to be wearing a ton of hats until you grow your fleet, and then you're probably going to be wearing even more flat, uh, more, even more hats. Um, so the the quickest approach is. A website and it doesn't have to be bells and whistles. It can be a very simple setup, but you need to have a way for recruiting drivers or recruiting people to work for you. It's a com insanely competitive market, not just for drivers, but just employees in general right now. Um, I've talked about the great resignation in, in, in the, on previous episodes, um, but it really rings true because when folks are out here and they're thinking about looking for a new job or they're looking for a new company to work with, you know, that, that's where marketing comes into play 
putting yourself, you know, in organic social media, posting regularly, commenting on other people's photos of folks that you would like to work with. That little bit of a time investment every morning is something that you can start tomorrow and you can start engaging with your audience. Um, the next tip that I, I would give is for going back to the, the website, having four or five pages on a simple website will give folks an access point to connect directly to you to start doing business for you. So then that way you have, I, I, I preach this, that you should have one owned property on the internet, and then you should have one to two rented properties on the internet. So owned meaning your website, um, your podcast feed, or your email list. Those are the only three platforms that you're ever going to own. So if you have a presence of where you're trying to reach your target audience, for, so for like you guys, for example, maybe Facebook and Instagram are the top two. Maybe, you know, TikTok and, and YouTube are the, those second tier platforms. So utilizing one to two platforms, getting really good at engaging with your target audience on those rented platforms. And then when they want to find out more about you, that's where the owned piece of property comes into play. And so having that pathway to conversion is the most important thing. So if somebody is going to reach out to you, how are they going to reach out to you? Are they going to send you a DM that you might get to, you know, a couple days later? Or are you going to have a contact form on your website? Are you going to have jobs that you are currently hiring for on your website? So that way, if you maybe you're targeting drivers and they're coming to your site, what opportunities do you have? Why should I jump ship from my company to yours? Um, things like that. Having that pathway to conversion on your site first and then starting your marketing. Because the worst thing you could do is to start marketing and to start maybe even social media advertising, and then you don't have a pathway to conversion on your own site where folks can can Google your company and know that you're legit and, and see some of that, that history, maybe awards that you've won or um, you know integrations that you have with your platform or your TMS, um, your WMS, you know, different software tools that that you would have that maybe your competitors don't. So so learning what your competitive advantages are is more second tier, but th those first little steps is is starting to build awareness on the rented land, but still have that owned piece of property that you can direct traffic back to um, so that they can learn a little bit more about you. And if they want to work with you, they, they, they have that pathway to conversion there. And it doesn't matter what platforms you're saying is just, hey, pick two, get good at those and people will find you, right? If your audience is there, like if, for example, like LinkedIn is pro is, is a great place to to find shippers, but it's not necessarily a great place to find drivers. Right. Um, so I would do a little bit of maybe asking around and seeing where some folks have had some advantages. Um, but the, the truckers, wherever they're hanging out online, that's where you want to be. And you want to be engaging with them first, commenting on their posts, interacting with them, sharing their posts, um, doing that first, and then you get connected to other people. You get to check out who's liking their posts and why. Maybe connect with them um, and, and start to build that digital networking tree. And then that way you can have a little bit more momentum, um, especially if you're you're building on a platform where your audience is already hanging out. Um, if if you're, you're trying to target shippers, LinkedIn is probably the better route. Um, but if you're trying to target drivers, there, there's other platforms that will be much more beneficial for that time investment that you're going to give. Yeah. And I found that Facebook, Instagram are probably the top two for us on the drivers or the trucker side of things. But I think TikTok's making a big push. It's something we haven't adopted yet, but um, I think it's somewhere that people could check out and get some traction. Uh, one of our friends that we had on the podcast, Mark Manera, has a fitness-based app. And so he does a lot on TikTok and he says the engagement's incredible from drivers. So little tip there. And, and that's another little little trick too, that when some of these newer platforms, I mean, TikTok's been around for a few years now and they've been the number one social media app, especially in, in regards to watch time um, and just time spent on the site. It's very engaging, but it's also much more easier to grow your own platform, your own profile on a newer Right. platform. Like Instagram, if you tried to grow right now, it's very difficult because the platform is already so saturated. Facebook, it's damn near impossible unless you have a private group. Um, outside of that, you're going to have to pay for those eyeballs. You know, that, that that's one of the, the bigger gripes that I've always had with social media is that everyone follows the Facebook blueprint where they convinced you to build your profile, build your business page. You don't need a website to build your business page over here. And people did that. And then Facebook shut off their access just overnight. Yep. 
they they reduce the organic reach for your plat for your page from 100% to 3% and now you're lucky if you get that 3% because they want you to buy ads. Yeah, unless you pay money for it. Um <laughs> right. I found and I'm guessing you embrace this because everything I see on you is video, <laughs> which is amazing. So I feel like I already know you. And if you do follow her, if not, you need to because you're going to get so much actionable items and just great value added content by just looking and digesting what Blythe puts out. It's amazing. Um, but you. would you agree that video kind of will cut through almost all platforms? And there, there's you can get high level on video and go deep. But I find it as simple as grab a cell phone because our phones are amazing now record it as a selfie style because that's what goes viral anyway and just put some content out if you're going to do anything right yeah it, it's really I, so i like to start with video as well I, I, I like to use video as a starting place mm -hmm. because i can pull audio from it i can pull clips from it um if you have just a straight podcast it's great too because it is one of the only platforms that you that you'll ever own on the internet um but the, the audiograms of sharing it afterwards is a little bit more challenging. That's why I always like to start with like a Zoom video or a webinar. Start there first. And then that way you can isolate the audio for a podcast. You can take that entire video and send it to YouTube. You can then take that video and then splice it up into different, you know, clips that are one to five minutes long. And then you can post those to social media to promote whatever, you know, if it's that's a webinar or a podcast episode. You can, there's so many other different things that you can do with it. The, the biggest thing is to play by the, the platform that you're sending it. So having a distribution plan before you create the content um, is also really important. Uh, knowing where you're going to send that content after you're done recording is one of the bigger takeaways because there's a lot of marketers out there that say you should spend 80% of your time on distribution and 20% of your time on actually creating it. So when you think about it in that way, it's having a plan of which clips you're going to send to which platforms. And going back to my earlier point, if you have only one or two platforms that you're focusing on, then it makes it a lot easier to know when you're watching, okay, well, this clip will probably work on this platform, while this clip will probably work better on that platform, if that makes sense. Yeah. But if you're only focusing your efforts on one platform, that's probably even better, um, just because you have the time and you have the bandwidth to understand that platform a little bit more than anywhere else. And the skills that you learn by honing in on that one platform are transferable. So you, you don't have to worry if one day LinkedIn drops their engagement for your post down to 3% or down to nothing, because you can take those skills and then you can go to a platform like TikTok that's a little bit newer and you're just going to switch it up just a little bit and how you approach it. But the same tactics still apply. Engaging with other people's videos in your target audience, going after your target audience, you know, for, trying to form those genuine interactions for a half hour, an hour a day first thing in the morning, and then the rest of the day, you can go on to doing your normal business activities, but you're still getting your messaging out there. You're still connecting. You're still networking in a digital environment. Um, and then, you know, once that awareness is built up for you and your brand and your company, then it's a natural decision when folks are ready to make that move to come to you, to seek you out first instead of going to maybe your competitors or maybe, you know, doing an, a, a quote or a bidding process. They already know you. They feel like they can trust you because they've seen your content and they've seen it over a long period of time. And that way you're building that trust and awareness ahead of time because 99% of people aren't ready to make a purchase. It's the 1% of people that when they are ready to make that purchase, hopefully they think of your brand first. Or if yeah. they're ready to make a move from, you know, one driving for one company to yours, then that's where yours will stand out because you've shared the stories of your drivers. You've interacted with them uh, ahead of time. And so that that's where you win in a digital landscape versus waiting for somebody to, to come to you or maybe even trying to spend advertising dollars to go after that 1% because then you're competing with so many other different people when why not just spread that awareness and spread it out over a longer period of time mm -hmm. so that you win before somebody ever gets to Google? Yeah, for sure. And by the time they hit your funnel, whether it's a driver, sale, lead, whatever, they're 80 to 90% down the pipe anyway. It's your job to close them. And if you can educate the consumer or build that trust beforehand or show or share these stories, that just moves them pretty much to the point of where, hey, what do we have to do to finalize, right? 
Um, exactly. That's kind of now to touch on the splicing of information or video or content, extracting, um, you know, the audio. There's so much you can do with one piece of content. It's really amazing. Do you have any tools that you use? Or do you have an editor? Do you edit? Do you have programs? I know one tool that uh, I love, and you may or may not have heard it, I'm guessing you have, is Lately.ai will take and like split up your content into bite size. It'll do whatever you want. And, and you can repurpose one piece of content like 80 ways. It's really amazing. Oh, that's cool. I, I haven't heard of that. I usually just do it all myself. Oh, do you? Um, well, check out lately.ai because it, 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 it costs money, but you can plug all your existing video, your existing content. And then it's like, hey, you want Twitter? It'll, it'll pull an extract for Twitter or Instagram. Like it'll change some of the um, content based on what your distribution channels look like. So check that out. And, it's and cool. do you have to actually pick out the clips that you want it'll, to use or does do it have it. the AI that picks you it for you? You upload the whole thing and then it just breaks it out into like 80 things. Oh, wow. And then you can go pick what you want to use. That's awesome. I mean, because right now the, the biggest pain point for me and I think with a lot of creators is, you know, that after you get done with the show, the work has only just started. <laughs> this is the easy and, part. <laughs> right. The easy part is is preparing for a show and 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 talking through because it's really just about all about conversations and connecting right. with people. The real hard work afterwards is listening to the show, finding those moments, and then cutting those clips. So so that's how some of my process works. I, I have, you know, because I, you know, done okay in business this year, I have started to hire someone to go through and watch the show and pick where I, you know, I, maybe I, I talk passionately about a certain topic or, or maybe there was a really good tip that's in that one to five minute range. And he'll pick those out and edit it with the way that I like. Um, but I still, I edit all my podcasts myself because it's just more efficient. I use a tool called Camtasia, which does um, video and audio. Um, and it makes it really user-friendly. I know there's other, you know, there's Adobe Premiere and all of these other like fancier uh, video editing tools. I don't want to jump, I, I don't have the time to jump into it that much. I would rather just pay somebody for their expertise in order to do that for me. With the exception of, of the podcast, I feel a little bit more, um, I, I, I guess, more of a, an attachment to the podcast side of things where I want to make sure that I'm, I'm setting the show up the way I want. I'm doing my own intros. Then I'm playing the longer, you know, 10 to 15 minute long segment. And then I add in, you know, the, the outro and all that stuff. Yep. Um, sometimes I will pick clips. I used to do that all on my own, but that has been a big saving grace is, is being able to have somebody to watch the show and then pick out those clips and then use those clips in, in my social promo. Yeah. Now the, the big challenge for me is like, okay, well, how do I start scheduling these videos out? Because a lot of these social media platforms is very challenging. Right. Um, some social media platforms, they'll treat, if they don't have a, a partnership with that particular software tool, which if you can read between the lines, I'm sure some companies pay money to be an official partner oh, of sure. a social media platform. But if you don't have that, if you pick a tool and they don't have that official partnership with them, then if you try to upload your content through that tool, they will deprioritize yep. you because they see that you're uploading it from a third-party platform that's not a provider. So there's no incentive for them to even show that con. So you've done all this hard work and then you try to use a tool to help you out more. But if it's not an official partner, then it makes it more challenging for that same content to get viewed. So so that's where I, you know, I, I think that that's where my unique selling point is, is that I'm in the trenches with you guys. I know those struggle points and those pain points. And I just, I help you skip the bullshit yep. and get to the point where it's going to happen have the most bang for your buck. They don't all hit. They don't all become successful, but that's part of the process is, is going back and looking at, okay, what was successful and trying to theorize why, and then doing more of the stuff that's successful. Well, and I, we got a little bit in the weeds and if somebody's listening and has no clue about marketing, they're going <laughs> to be like, that's kind of what the, I wanted to go with it because yeah, you guys, what both, the F? <laughs> oh, you guys both have this experience within the marketing realm and I don't. You guys are speaking gibberish to me right now. There's all <laughs> kinds of words that you're using. I understand them individually, but you know, you guys are doing this with it and it's a little poop. So, you know, speaking from a lot of, you know, being in the insurance industry and working with a lot of clients that are in the trucking world, I know if I have this conversation with them on any level close to where we're at right now, they're going to turn off and be like, okay, that's too much shit. I have a job to work. I'm busy. 
And then, you know, we're going to have to like find a value add. And this is where you come in and we can say, hey, you know, use this person's services. They can do, like you said, all the bullshit for you and cut out all that middle work. Um, and then, you know, hopefully the process, you can get some education out of it and do this on your own if you need to in the future. Uh, but my kind of my question is, is what kind of turnaround like time frame do you have for this um, sort of a brand building that you can do for your clients? Is it like typically a six month year long process to where you start to get some traction for them? Or what kind of exposure rate does does does, does it grow? Um, I, I know that they're all very dollar oriented. So looking at timeframes and the investment process for them monetarily Thanks might be a good idea back. for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the easiest place for, for folks to get started is, like I said earlier, with their website. If you fine tune that, and not, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be fine tuned. You just have to have a way for folks to reach out to you, to fill out a quick form. So then that way they can get directly in contact with you. Outside of that, Recording regular content is very challenging for a lot of trucking companies, and it's real and it's kind of unrealistic because they don't know what the end ROI goal is. And so, for those folks, what I would suggest is to batch it. Have a twelve episode plan, and you, what you want to do is you want to target the stories within your company. Um, so think of you know twelve drivers uh, or twelve of your subject matter experts. You know maybe some guy is really great with insurance. One person is really great with uh, legal action that that you should be on the lookout for if you're driving. Um, so so things like that. If you or maybe even on from the accounting side of things. So having those resources within your company and then using those resources to demonstrate their expertise of what they're really good in. And so when you think about it from that level, you are just spreading education about your company and how you help. And so from that perspective, then you can drill it down into, okay, well, how can I tell those stories and how can we record these in a time efficient manner where I'm not setting aside time every week to record a podcast, which realistically, most companies don't have that. But if you do it over the course of a week, every six months, then you can batch record those interviews, then you can send it off to an editor or send it off to someone like me, and we would take care of those processes for you. Um, sometimes people do have, with video and audio becoming so uh, predominant in the internet, especially over the last year, everybody has a webcam, most people have microphones now. Um, so taking that process and chopping it up into where it's something that's attainable, I think is is probably the more realistic goal for a lot of companies. Because in reality, you are either going to spend that money in advertising costs or you can do these interviews with your subject matter experts, which drivers are definitely part of the subject matter experts. You film them in one week, you get everybody in the office, you do these interviews, and then you have a year's worth of content just from that one week of recording. You take one episode, you release it a month, every single month. You have social media clips that you can then use to promote that interview throughout the month. You have all of that content that you can then add to your website. We can add in automation, but that might be too... And that might be a phase two, yeah, not necessarily part of phase one. Um, but th this is how you start to build that foundation and start to build those steps to get into a place where I, I like to use one of my clients as a, as a really good sort of starting place for them is uh, BCB Transport. They're based out of um, Dallas, Texas, just outside of Dallas, Texas. And they started broadcasting their – they used a cell phone to film their safety meetings and so they would have drivers already coming in once a week. And so what they did is they just recorded the same safety meeting that they were already having. And they sent it out to Facebook Live. That started to pick up traction. So then they took an, uh, an office that wasn't being used. They gutted it and put a desk in there and a camera. So then they started filming weekly shows. Those weekly shows have now turned into daily broadcasts. And to the point where they are preaching so much information about safety that their insurance premium dropped. In the awesome. middle of a pandemic, which is insane to see that when all these costs are rising for so many different fleets, they're lowering their costs simply by getting out the same message that they were getting out before. They just put a camera up and not even a real camera, their cell phone camera. <laughs> um, they, they put that up and recorded it. So these are little ways that you can get started. You don't, the, the biggest thing that, that, the biggest mistake that people make is thinking that you need $20,000 worth of equipment in order to get started. You need your cell phone and that's it. 
You could get, you know, a $20 microphone from Amazon in order to get started, which would give you a lot better sound quality. Um, but you, trying to find the ways of the meetings that you're already having, how can you turn those into content opportunities and share that with your potential audience? That's where those quick wins are going to come into play. And then it starts to make sense to, okay, well, you know, we filmed this safety meeting. What if we're going to go out and do a maintenance check on, you know, the, the, the tires outside or, you know, anything else involving the truck? Well, what if you had somebody, you know, 10 years ago, I was that somebody, you know, executive assistant, that I was the one going out there and filming those with my camera. Um, now you can have, you know, the receptionist or the executive assistant or the office admin. They could follow you out there and record it with a cell phone, two minute long video talking about checking tire pressure. And then you upload that to all your social media channels. It's really, the, these are these little wins that you can get started with. Um, or you can also batch them. Um, so those are two ways that a company could get started with getting their message out there that would reduce the amount of time as far as editing is concerned. Um, and then reach your audience in where they're already at instead of trying to pay for that same audience to notice you. So that those are little quick wins that hopefully um, are too high level for, for a lot of folks to get. No, I think it's uh, perfect. And it, it's funny because I would have segued down that because my mind went to record your safety meetings, you know, record certain things that you already do in your day to day operation that um, my guess is, is, yeah, that show took off and gained a ton of traction. And yes, they lowered their insurance, which is our area of expertise. So we preach that. But that aside, how many more people would want to come work for that company? Right. Because they see the investment. They see the time. They see their culture. They get to know this company and maybe they're coming from a shitty situation where they get no guidance, no support. They're on their own, out on their own, like actually on their own. And they don't feel a part of something bigger. They don't have a purpose, right? That's amazing to me. I, I bet you get a ton of people engaged that want to come work in this uh, great resignation era. And Exactly. Yeah. It helps with recruiting costs. There's so many other ways that just getting your message out there to where folks are already at, it doesn't have to be super complicated. You don't have to plan to host a podcast every week. It, it, it goes back to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, a very famous entre entrepreneur, especially in the marketing world, where his, his, I, his ethos is document, don't create. So looking for those ways around the office or in the yard of ways that you can document what you're already doing and the stories that are already there and you're just putting it into a digital format. That That's all. And it, it could just be where you are filming a two minute long video that doesn't have to be sent off to an editor and you can upload it immediately after you get done recording it. Those are different ways. It's just, it takes prioritizing and knowing what your target audience is wanting to see. And you only know that by posting because then you'll see what people are resonating with and what they're not resonating with. And so it's it's honing in on that, that commitment of wanting to get better and wanting to continue to put your message out there. And so it starts with little videos like that. And then it can evolve into, I mean, it can evolve into like a full production studio, but realistically that's not gonna happen for a lot of companies. Um, but it, it just, it, getting your message to the right folks of how your company helps solve their problems. That's the, that's the end all be all for any industry, anybody in marketing is how can you solve my problems? Oh, and you have to feel better about yourself about being a Jags fan because he's a Jets fan, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you follow Gary Vee at all, he wants to buy the Jets and he's a diehard. He'll show up to every game. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we are, both of our teams have ownership issues at this point where it's you're not really sure if the owner cares or if they really care and they're too involved or what. It's just... They're in Florida. They're basically retired. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> Although down south though in Tampa, they're doing a good job. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, we, we do we do all right with some <laughs> some sports teams, you know, especially with like SEC football, for example. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, the, that's the, the, the king of college football. And so, it, yeah, yeah. There, there's winning in certain parts of the state. Yeah. And he does document <laughs> if you follow him at all is he has someone that follows him. And, mm -hmm. you know, that brings up kind of a good point is people can get creative and find people that want to help. Think, for example, a community college that has a um film department or marketing department, because these are all majors that people can go into, they'll get credits for doing projects. You can go to the teacher, go to the program heads, or go to the co local community college. A lot of times there's work study. Like you get 
like you pay them, but then you get reimbursed half the money to hire students for part time. And guess what a student would love to do? Come out and film because then they get to take it back for a project and edit and then they can give you the film. <laughs> I mean, and if they do a good job, yeah. then you can hire them. Then you can and hire that's them. one pain point that that's solved for you. Yeah. And guess what they're not used to making money. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Because especially for folks who is is sort of a peek behind the curtain, you know, there's a lot of folks in sports and entertainment, especially those in radio and local TV, they've been laid off over the last year. You know, the the, the economics of of how those industries are faring don't necessarily look good. So if you're looking for somebody that has to have a lot or has to wear a lot of hats in a digital environment, which in local news, you absolutely, you, you are a lot of times the person that's filming it, the person that's editing it, the person that's writing the scripts and saying the script. So you're doing all of it. Well, you already have all of those skill sets that another company would need. And so that's, that's kind of, I I think the playbook for, or the playbook, I think a lot of, you know, people in those dying industries should come over to the industries that actually need that kind of help. And and I, I think that as far as like trucking in particular, it's it has a little bit of an image problem. There are folks out there who are trying to to make trucking cool again and trying to, you know, pivot that messaging to this is what is important in the world and the drivers are the ones that are bringing the all of the goods that you care about to your doorstep. So how can we tell those stories? And I think when you you change the messaging for for a younger demographic that you want to eventually come into the industry and work, um, I think when you change that messaging into this is where your stuff is coming from and this is how it gets shipped there, then the storytelling wheels start to turn a little bit. And I, I, I think that finding folks outside of the industry is almost more beneficial than folks within the industry trying to learn digital marketing, where the storytelling angle, they already have that. You can just switch their line of thinking to away from like the news media of the world and instead focus on a company and and the stories there. They'll probably end up being a lot happier and they'll probably have more job security if they come to an industry that's always in need like logistics. Well, and what a great industry. And we are fortunate enough to work in it every day, right? And, and, And obviously you're passionate about it. Thomas and myself are very passionate about it. And if you can just tell that story and resonate with the younger population because we do have an issue with an aging driver population as with most industries you know because i don't think they find the purpose or see the value in what the trucking industry brings and you hit it right there i think covid's enlightened people a little bit more because they realize oh shit i can't even eat without a truck bringing it to the store because the shelves aren't stocked or amazon um, you know all these ways to shop from home or touchless and then now it's highlighted again with the ports (laughs) right the the backlog of logistics and People are starting to shop for Christmas, and so truckers are saving Christmas, right? You know, so they're starting to get value, I think, and it's starting to highlight a little bit in the mainstream um, eye. But it's such a cool industry for so many different reasons. It's not just trucking. You can go into logistics. You can invest. You can do do all kinds of stuff in there that I think is um, serving a greater good and a purpose that these people just need to be exposed to. And that's where it comes on the front line from the truckers, the truck drivers, the company owners, people like yourself just promoting and pushing the good that they do and building these stories and brands. And I think what for two, a, a lot of companies out here, they already have some great story. To, drivers have some of the, or, or out of <laughs> everyone within logistics, drivers have hands down the best social media. They have thousands and thousands of followers on each of their different platforms. So it's really boggled my mind that drivers, their content isn't being used. There, there's one driver that, that that comes to mind that he was responsible for moving uh, a, a I, I don't even, it's not a bee farm, but I, I you know, the, the, the boxes that hold honeybees, um, he was responsible for moving that shipment from one place to another. He had to get suited up in one of those beekeeper suits in order to help that process. He documented, he didn't create, he documented that entire process and then him in the, on the, in the truck driving to the next destination. He filmed that as well with his little cell phone camera sitting in the truck. And then when he got, when he finished the load, finished the delivery, he put that up on TikTok and it went viral. And he then he put it up on Instagram, went viral. If I was the dri- if I was the owner of that fleet, 
I would be using that in all of my marketing. That same video that that driver created, pay him for it, you know, get the licensing for it. So he's, you know, he has incentive to create more of that content. So you pay him for it, then you have access to use it all over your social media, your company website. And those are the stories that people resonate with because they love seeing where their stuff comes from. And so being able to use those examples of, say, Maybe you you have seven drivers in your fleet. Look at all of their social media profiles. Do they have posts that are already performing really well? Did they tell a story about, you know, maybe going through driver school and how they're doing now and how they're making money? Use that content to your advantage. They're already out there creating it. So give them incentives to create more of it. And then you just alleviated a big pain point of needing content and needing to be able to recruit new drivers and and solving both of those problems. And then you're also giving incentive to the driver to create more content and to stay with your company because you're appreciating the stuff and the effort that he's putting into this kind of work. What would you say to the folks that run into the challenge of, I don't want to be on camera or I don't want social media, like my friend Thomas here is like, anti-Facebook. Yeah, but, that is um, totally me. I don't like you that know, stuff. So, so what would you do like working with a client or, you know, someone that you're coaching or mentoring or whatever you want to frame it as, um, and, and you run into resistance from the workforce? The, so the common things I hear is that I don't want to be on camera, but yet you look at the past year and here we are, we're, we're doing this interview on camera. Yeah. Um, we're, we're having webinars, we're, we're doing virtual events, um, we're doing all of these things on camera. So that's how I would I would come back with it. And I would also think about it from the positional standpoint of where that person is. Maybe you have someone in finance or accounting, then you want to get their expertise. Tax season is coming up, for example, for a lot of drivers. Maybe there's a certain person in the company that can speak to, these are the things that you want to look out for. These are the documents that you should start collecting at the end of the year. And you you want to pitch it as you're just having a conversation. There just happens to be a camera in you know off to the side um, because the value is in the information. And once somebody knows that, then you can pitch it to them in a way that they're sharing their expertise that they already know. Um, a lot of folks do get nervous when it comes to the the camera or the microphone. Um, but it, what you'll find is that if you pitch it in a way that hey, you're only talking about what you're an expert in, then they tend to loosen up a little little bit more. Um, if they tend to treat it like a webinar, especially if they're a finance person or they're an accounting person, it's then you could kind of pitch it to them and say, all right, well, I want to get, you know, 20 more leads through the door. I want to get 20 more driver applicants to fill out an application on our website in the next uh, four months. I need this piece of content to help resonate with them. So if you pitch it from that point of view, as far as a revenue play, then the finance or the accounting person is going to understand it. If you go to the safety director and say, hey, I want to film a couple different safety segments because I want our drivers to be safer and I want to recruit safer drivers, then they understand it from that lens. Um, so I think as a, as a marketer, as a business owner, if you're starting to think of those things, of uh, your subject matter experts within the company, you want to go to them with the value prop that's relatable to them. So that if you want something out of them, you have to be able to make it relatable to them, which will also help you in your marketing. Right. Because then that will help you understand and show empathy from several different points of view. And I know it feels like I'm probably talking about a lot of different things on how, but these are all just different ways of how you can tackle resonating with your target audience. And it doesn't have to be this grandiose display of video and editing and we got a broadcast studio. It doesn't have to be all of those things, but it has to start somewhere. And if you want to start somewhere, start with simple social media clips with your subject matter experts. If you want to take it a step further, plan an entire week where you're going to do these interviews webinar style cop on a Zoom call with somebody that is a subject matter expert in certain areas of your company or hop on a Zoom webinar with your with your drivers as you're bringing them in the office. It doesn't have to be a Zoom webinar in that case. You can just set up a cell phone camera to record that. Um, but these are just different ways of thinking outside of the box to tackle the larger problem of, of how do you get your message out there and how do you resonate with folks so they will either do business with you or come and work for you. 
Yeah, and I think that's all great actionable things. And so our purpose or, or mission here is to obviously just bring value. And usually what I recommend in any setting where you are digesting content or at a webinar, at a conference or learning is take like one to three nuggets out of it. And there's so many in there, people are going to have to sift through. So it's like <laughs> they're going to have to go back, reorganize, index. And it's like, yeah, if you don't have a website, which I, I, a lot of companies in the trucking industry don't have websites, it amazes me. Like you can buy what Squarespace. I mean, there's so many websites that are just pre-made templated. Like you can, you don't even have to be, you just drag and drop. <laughs> like Exactly. The, there's so many yeah. different, if you know how to work Microsoft PowerPoint, you can edit a website, yeah. but that's where, you know, folks like, uh, like, like myself will come into play that, Hey, there's also a, a benefit to saving a lot of time and energy on not building on the wrong program or platform or, or th- that that's where I, I hopefully I can I would come into play with different advice nuggets that I have, you know, all out there, either on my website or social media. Yeah. Um, but th- there's a little quick wins. I mean, like you said, you can get a website for, with a few pages, even one page. Hey, coming soon. We just need some way for folks to know that we're a legitimate business. We're not a fly-by-night trucking company. You can trust us with your freight. You can trust us to move from the job that you have that you now hate and you want to try a new company. Um, that it, A website legitimate you and it helps with your conversion of the goals that you eventually want your your target audience to take. Um, then you can start adding in social media. You can start adding in video editing or not video editing, but recording things that already go on in your office. Um, so it's little things like that, that it's, it's almost like that your your digital marketing plan is like an elephant. Well, it's like how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. Like you're not gonna con- you're not gonna have it all figured out at once, and that's okay. But if you have the plan in place as far as that direct way to convert, which starts with your site, then you can start to sprinkle in. Maybe I'll do you know a, a week in April. We'll plan to do a driver interview series, and we'll interview all of our drivers. Or maybe you go through all of their social media and find some really great content that you can start sharing tomorrow. Um, These are little quick wins that you can start right away. And then you can work yourself up to, you know, maybe eventually you'll have a studio in your office without that's, I don't want to say it's unrealistic for a lot of folks, but most of the time you're doing your recording in in environments like what we're all in right now, where it's our desk, but we also have a microphone off to the side and a camera, a webcam hooked up. So it works for your meetings and it also works for your content. Let's run into some self-promotion for you because I want people to learn more about the services you provide, how you would maybe onboard or engage a new potential prospect or client whatever you want to refer to them as run us through your process. What, is, what does that look like? If someone wanted to get in touch with you, how do they do that? And when they come to you, what should they expect? Sure. So where, where I've kind of been harping on for this an, entire episode and really what my, my career background is, is just helping people weed through or, or filter through the noise of what they should or they shouldn't do. Um, so wh- where I help is I help to unmuddy those waters. Um, one of the things that I think is, is really relevant to your audience is that by Thanksgiving, I will have a premium website template that we will build for, that we will customize for you. We'll take care of the hosting. We'll take care of the maintenance. Um, we'll take care of all of the updates to that template your, it, yourself. And then it's also built on a platform that you can edit it in the future. So an easy drag and drop editor. If you're familiar with Microsoft PowerPoint or you're at least a little bit savvy with it, then you could edit your own site yourself. Um, so that's a product that I'm really excited about. I've been working on for about the last six months. Um, so fine tuning that to where I'm helping those fellow small business owners that are just like me. They're wearing a ton of hats and they just need something that's functional, that will be, that's a foundation for their growth. So when they're ready to grow, that foundation is built for them. So I am working on that product. It's called the Legacy Website Template. Um, So I should have that launched by Thanksgiving. Um, But I also realize, you know, content is a big issue too. So by the new year, I'll also have a guide, a planner for uh, managing your your subject matter expert interview. So whether you want to do it on a one-time basis, where you batch all of this, or you want to plan it out and sort of a drip campaign over the next year, um, there's two different ways that you could tackle it. And I approach it from a small business point of view 
where I have a ton of things going on, but I know that this is important. So I apply that same thinking and that same logic for these tools as well. So um, helping out with planning your content and, and executing it, which is the most important. You can plan all day, but if you're not actually executing, then then that's um, that's a separate issue. <laughs> um, but that's where that's where I really help uh, other small businesses getting their digital foundation set up properly. So you're saving time and you're saving money because if you go with some of these other platforms like a Wix or even a Squarespace to an extent, you're probably going to have to make some updates and you're going to have to be faced with integration issues that they don't sync well with some of the TMS platforms out there and some of the other you know, tracking capabilities that are also becoming more and more important. I build on WordPress because it's open source and because there's access to the most developers out of any other platform, which means if there's access to the most developers, then that means the updates and the additions that you want to make to your website in the future is more cost effective. Um, usually with other developers on that specialize on other platforms, there's not a lot of them. And they're because they're not a lot of them supply and demand, they're more expensive. Um, so it's all it's taking those nuggets of information that I've learned over the last, you know, uh, dozen years of, of building sites is, okay, what do people need as far as a bare minimum? And then making it as cost effective as possible for them in order to grow as they grow. And so that's really where, where I put a lot of my focus on is, is spreading awareness about your digital platforms, the platforms you own versus the platforms that you rent um, and helping to unmuddy those waters. Well, it seems like there's quite a few steps that would be involved for whether you know, a new business owner or established company to be able to start this process. Um, just to kind of round out what I've been picking up being a layman with the whole marketing you know, realm is that really what they need to do to start up before I would think contacting you would be to have an idea for a website or what you want on it, start recording that content, and then from there probably contact someone like you because, I mean, myself, I haven't used PowerPoint since college. And most people that I, I interact with probably didn't go to college because this is a trade industry. And I'm a full big supporter of the trade industry because it's important for our country. But they probably don't have that much expertise or experience using things like PowerPoint. Um, so with that being said, I, I imagine that after they record the content that they could potentially use in the future, documenting everything, have the idea for a website, then they contact you. What kind of cost effectiveness is this going to provide? Because I know a lot of time is going to be spent learning these things if they want to do it themselves versus hiring you. Do you have any kind of idea how much time and money you'd be saving these companies by building their brand for them? So building it for them, that's where our, our expertise comes into play because we're, we're setting up WordPress for you. We're setting up all of the, the contact plugins, the SEO, um, the, the mobile responsive website. We do all of that for you. And so those prices start out at around 1200 bucks, which is significantly less than if you were to go to a, like a Fiverr or an Upwork freelancer. Um, they would charge you that probably double that and then you're not exactly sure if it has if they know your industry if you're gonna have to spend time on writing the copy so we do all of that for them and that's included in the $1,200 rate now as far as like website edits and things like that some people don't want to touch it at all and some people do so we give them the option to either do both but you don't have to worry about the maintenance part of things, um, making site updates. And maybe if, say, your your driver pay changes, you don't want to go in and have to learn how to edit a website in order to make that one simple change. So that's what we include and in also our hosting fee is that if you have any existing text or, or images on the site, we'll change those out for you unlimited every single month. Um, if you want to change them, I don't recommend you changing them out every single month because you want to keep some kind of familiarity there. Um, but getting that baseline foundation of your website is what I would recommend recommend to do first before you ever think of recording content um, because that's just the next logical step because the last thing you want to do is to promote and record this content on social media and then they don't have any kind of way to convert or even check out your brand in order to keep that familiarity. So I would always say to start with a phase one, get your website to your pathway to conversion up and running first and then you can take the route of planning your content and how you're going to promote your brand because that's the next logical step that your audience is going to take. So if you try to do both at the same time, you're just going to overwhelm yourself and you're just going to get stressed out. 
Focus on what you're already good at right now and what you do, the lanes you run, the equipment you have. Um, if you're hiring for a specific role, if it's you know a cross country or or local deliveries, wh- whichever your your niche is, that's what we would put on your site first. And then as your business grows, as it evolves, as it changes, then you already have that digital foundation set up. And then you can use content of your safety meetings, of your subject matter experts. That's really the next phase that that most folks should take because then you're not overwhelming yourself and you're also giving your audience a pathway to conversion, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it does. Uh, one follow-up on that, uh, actually two, that $1,200 for that package that you mentioned, is that like an annual fee for like a subscription or is it a one-time thing? It's a one-time fee. So we set it all up for you and we set it up the right way. That, that's the key, I think, with a lot of you know website companies out there is that they'll they'll set it up for it. They'll install WordPress, but they don't do the extra modifications to make it mobile responsive, to make it fast loading. Um, there's all of these different parameters that you, as a business owner, you don't want to worry yourself with. Um, so that's what, that's what we, that's where we come into play and we set that foundation up for you. Now, after your site is launched, then we do have a hosting and and services plan. It's $90 a month and you can leave after 12 months, go to whatever company you want to, but you'll pay that one time fee to get the website and get everything started up. And then you'll pay a $90 a month fee after that. And we do all of the updates for you. We'll send you performance reports, how your website is, is, is performing as far as keywords words are concerned um, and then how your content is 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 performing if you are publishing content um, and then just you know outside if you're not publishing any kind of content it's just it's kind of cool to see how people are finding your brand if they're searching for you know a 3PL in Atlanta Georgia or they're searching for um, a, a freight provider in South Carolina knowing that your company is actually showing up for those things is enough for some companies and they don't ever want to jump into creating content because it's just another headache that they don't have time for but at least you're set up for success from the jump. Um, so that's how I, I structure it. I, I try to structure it in a way, if, if I were to start a trucking business right now, what would I need? And that's what we built here. Um, so that's I try not to give in a bunch of extra fluff. You don't need 12 pages on your site. You need four or five and then grow as your company grows. Because that, that's I think that's the biggest hurdle that a lot of companies have is that they see the bells and whistles that some of the, you know, the top trucking companies in the country have. And it's like, you don't need that. One of the more successful stories that I could tell is a company that's based in the Midwest and him and his wife, they run the entire operation and they grew from five trucks to more than 20 and they built it using this same platform that we're building now. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, look, twelve hundred is cheap, yeah. and the ninety dollar uh, hosting fee is nothing. I pay, I, I pay more than that for our hosting fees on our websites, and so for the meta tags and the SEO and all the built-in plugins and stuff that you're providing, um, and I'm guessing you'll help manage or if they need a conversion page or a landing page or help doing things, I'm guessing they can get on a one-on-one with you, provide coaching and. Um, you know, walk them through what they need to provide. And I'm guessing you'll help them on that. Oh, for sure. Because especially with, um, with 2022 coming up, that that's, I think, at this point for a lot of business owners to look at, okay, what do I really care about? What do I want to do more of? And so that for me, I have a ton of information and content already out there that's super helpful for trucking companies, but it's how to put it in a way that you can digest it in, in quick settings and that it's targeted for your specific needs. What mm-hmm. You know, if a company has 300 trucks, your problems are completely different from a company that has seven trucks. And so mm-hmm. trying to keep that in mind with a lot of my content, um, that's where I, I try to set the foundation for success. So I get you up on the website platform. We get you a, a really, pr- I mean, is I guess kind of a funny story. This premium template came from a company, a big company that I worked with a year ago, and they never paid me they they stole the design they uh, went through like a big like legal battle but now I have the rights back to that same template that it was thousands and thousands of dollars for that one but now I'm I'm taking ownership of it it's part of the settlement deal um, where a big company tried to screw over a little guy like me and now I'm taking that same template and I'm offering it out to to all and really targeted towards um, a lot of the smaller fleets that are out there because they're going to face the same exact issues of recruiting and of retention and and trying to get their name out there and how do I set them up for success by using the same things that the big guys use 
Oh, I smell a partnership opportunity as well. So I think uh, for me, you know, I'd love to promote you to our clients. And we got clients across the country. We're licensed for insurance and pretty much the entire lower 48 outside of New York. We don't work with New York. And I think Mass are the only two that we intentionally aren't in. Um, so I think that this would be a great opportunity to put you on a feature page and maybe some rollout stuff on our onboarding too, because I'd venture to guess a lot of our folks don't have trucking websites and kind of a little nugget for the insurance piece. If you had a website that was focused on safety and you highlight your culture, guess what we do and guess what our partners do on the insurance side of things. They look at your website, they look at your social media, they pull up your cab report, they look at your actual safety scores. That's why you're able to lower your insurance costs. I mean, these are all things that we help coach with, but it all, you have to tell a story and it has to be consistent and it has to show what you're actually doing and that you guys do have a culture of safety. And guess what? You don't pay as much for insurance. It's weird. So it's awesome. I mean, the, 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 the value there's, it's, it's intimidating. I think at first for a lot of companies to see all of these platforms and just not know where to start. I, I was on, um, a, I went to a few different conferences back in August and that was the number one question I was asked from, from both truckers and fleet agent owners and also freight agents. They just don't know where to start. And I think that that is, is something that I have really focused in on my content over the last six months is this is the bare minimum that you need. You don't need all of these different bells and whistles and API integrations. You have enough of that on the, the the freight tech side of things. On this side, I handle it for you. I set you up for success. So then that way, when you're ready to grow and you're ready to start expanding your your, your content and your content marketing, then those, that pathway for that education and those resources are also there because I'm in the trenches with you, so I, I can help you skip, you know, that for lack of a better phrase, skip that marketing bullshit again. <laughs> I really do think that that's <laughs> going to be the biggest value add that you'll be able to help uh, any potential client with. I know that I would benefit greatly from that help if I was ever going to do something on my own, because like I said earlier, I'm a layman with this stuff. And a lot of what was said is very, very d- direct <laughs> at a very high level. Um, you know, all that being said, though, I do know we're coming up on the hour here and I'm sure that you're really busy. And first off, I want to say thank you very much for coming on and, and giving us all, all this oh, wealth of knowledge. Um, so before I ask our final question, how do our, our, our clients and listeners get in touch with you? Uh, Facebook, phone, emails, what do you prefer and how can they do that? They can go right to my website. I don't have that 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 product page up there yet, but we should have it up there by next week. I'm not exactly sure when um, th- this episode will air, but if you check out digitaldispatch.io, I have a bunch of free courses already on the site. Um, maybe you already have a website and you haven't gotten started yet or you don't know where to go from there. I have a how to audit your own website and your marketing. I have a how to get started with a video cast, or, which is a, a video podcast, how to get started with content marketing and how to get started with content distribution. All of those courses are for free on digitaldispatch.io. I also have all of my social media profiles linked on the site. Um, so feel free to reach out to any of those different platforms. I'm the most active on Twitter and LinkedIn and TikTok. Um, Instagram, I do have a profile. Facebook, I do have a profile, but I'm, I'm trying to use my own advice and to focus on one or two <laughs> platforms at a time um, so that I don't get overwhelmed because frankly, I don't have time for all the platforms. Um, but I would love for, for anybody to, to reach out, hit me up, ask what kind of questions because that will also help me to, to fine tune this product even more. You know, I, 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 I would be a fool to say that this is the end all be all as far as this product is concerned um, because I want to make sure that I'm, I'm taking care of, of my clients' needs and and once we get the site done, it's not a process of it just being done and then you never have to touch it again. It's a constant evolution and I'm open to suggestions and I'm happy to answer any kind of questions. Um, so feel free to, to reach out on, on digitaldispatch.io. I have a couple contact forms on there um, and then also my social media profiles where they can hit me up too. So happy to answer any questions. Um, you know, we got uh, free assessments on there as well that we can uh, hop on a quick call and and go through all of your different questions or even audit you know your your current platforms that you're on. Awesome, thank you so much for that info. Um, so the final question that we ask all of our guests is if you had one message that you wanted to get out to the world, whether it's related to your industry specific or just something that you think people need to hear, what would you put on a billboard? What would you want everybody to take away as a final like message from you? 
Hmm. Oh, final message. Gosh, that's a that's a tricky question. Um, it's not really tricky. There's so many things that I can say, <laughs> but how do I narrow it down into just one? Right. Um, a final message I would want folks to take is that find the easiest pathway to pitting publish. Because I think for a lot of folks, they overthink it all. They think that they need the fanciest equipment. Um, They need to write out an entire script and then have the fancy lights. You don't need all of that stuff. What is the path to least resistance? And I think that that can be applied to a variety of things, not just marketing and not just your website. Um, But what is the path to least resistance? And I think that that could help understanding um, what the root of the issue is and what the goal is. Because I I know for sure my I tend to overcomplicate things where it doesn't necessarily need to be done. And then I find myself, okay, well, how can we uncomplicate mm-hmm. this and then make it into something that's actionable? So I, I think that that's probably um, a word salad of saying stop overthinking and just figure out how to get it done. And just get moving, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's just solve the problem and then move on to the next problem. Perfect. I like it. Well, all that being said, I do want to say thank you very much for, again, coming on and speaking with us today. It was a wonderful time speaking with you and taking away all those pieces of knowledge. Um, I don't think that we have anything else that we kind of want to go over right now. So with that, I guess we'll conclude the episode and uh, we'll make sure to post up all of your information uh, with the release of this episode so they can get in contact with you, any of our listeners. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me on the show. This was great. Yeah, our pleasure for sure. Thank you, Blythe. We appreciate it.